0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A very warm welcome to our program today, one of the first programs of the year. And for that, we're getting off on this note. We're helping you and us all begin the year, inshallah, in a calm manner and how it is that we can keep our emotions in check. Now, at the time that we're recording this program for you, listeners, it is the end, close towards the very end bit of 2023. It's exam season, it's jelsas and concerts and so much going on. But our guest today was able to join us and we are very grateful for that. Today we're speaking to a trauma-informed nervous system integrative coach. She is a relationship coach, works on mindset and emotional well-being with her clients. She is the founder of the Jewels of the Mind Academy. Beautiful, masha'Allah. And she'll be joining us on today's program. So we are welcoming to our program, Sister Johara Hassan, And today, chatting to us more about this very important topic. Uh, you know, the end of the year is always hectic. And then the start of the year, the buzz of uniforms and enrollments and settling in. But let's not forget that in the midst of seeing to our loved ones, we also are taking care of ourselves. And as moms or caregivers, we have that, what some of us may call, a stressful job. Um, and that is just about the parenting or taking care of our loved ones. So today we're going to find out with our specialist coach, how can we start our year in a calm manner? Inshallah. sister so, Johara, Coach
1: Johara. assalamu <laughs> alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and welcome to Radio Islam. Wa as assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Happy Rehana, JazakAllah khair for having me. And as uh, Hafizam mentioned in the introduction, it is that crazy time of the year. Subhanallah, with exams and everything going on, and Subhanallah, I find myself studying again and writing exams again. Subhanallah. So it's a different. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a different energy at home. Um, so in the new year, when this will be. I'm hoping to apply and implement the tools that, that I'm hoping to share with our listeners today, inshallah. Wonderful, alhamdulillah. And it's it's always
0: such an honor to have guests that are walking the talk, as we say. So wonderful, alhamdulillah. And talking about that energies, let's let's pick up from there. Why would you say someone who works in this field uh, regularly, constantly on, you know, the growth and uplift why is it so important for us to, to start our year healthy, um, happy? Especially, as you mentioned, you know, the end of the year often has to do with a lot of burnout for many women, or overwhelmed. Why is it so important for us to start our year in this way that we are happy and we're healthy on many levels?
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I, I believe that commencing... The year with a focus on happiness and health isn't just a new year's resolution that people set out for themselves i believe it's more of um, like a profound intention and a commitment to an environment that we want to create a self-nurturing that we want to engage in and it creates these neural pathways to a calmer state of being and if we have to look at it neurologically beliefs and intentions that we hold in our minds they are sort of converted into these electromagnetic fields by our nerve cells. And then our brain broadcasts this information, so to speak, to the rest of our body, to the cells within our body. And it allows us to take action according to these well-thought-out intentions, right? And then we are mirroring this behavior that we hope our children to embody. And I mean, in the wake of Uh, these recent months that are marred by mental, emotional, and, and real physical burnout, it becomes so imperative for us to view our well-being as a cornerstone of a thriving life. And when we acknowledge and address burnout... Or all of these challenges—emotional, physical, um, spiritual, mental challenges—challenges uh, challenges that we face—we lay the groundwork for a transformative, um, a transformative journey uh, ahead in the year, and we foster this resilience, and we're basically setting the stage for a more balanced and a more fulfilling year ahead, inshallah inshallah your voice is so full of hope mashallah and energy so
0: that's great alhamdulillah that's really i think for a lot of people who are now looking at you know where did that holiday period go we were planning and planning for the holidays and that went by so fast and they left flustered just hearing you you calm uh, strong energy mashallah is beautiful now stress that is a word coach that many people are, are especially us as women use sometimes maybe we overuse the word i don't know but a lot of us stress, For sure. and we, <laughs> we stress over small things um how can we in a in a meaningful way and learn uh, or implement the concept that you know you know, we, we people often say, don't stress about small things or every small thing, but how do we
1: live this this principle? How do we live this state? This is an art. It is an absolute art, Ooh. and it's the art of not succumbing to the weight of, of every trivial stressor, and it lies in us cultivating a mindfulness that discerns significance so what we want to do is we want to forge a mental resilience that sort of sifts through the noise and prioritizes for us what what truly matters and what it boils down to is us truly understanding that there's very few things in our control there's our thoughts our thoughts our behaviors our actions our reactions and our responses that is really in our control the rest is in Allah's most powerful hands. And when we practice mindfulness, like asking ourselves, is there something I can change with my thoughts? Is there something I can change with my behaviors, with my actions, my reactions or responses? Because if you can change it with those with those things, with those faculties, then, then change it. But if you can't, Consciously breathe, breath work is so beautiful, and then hand it over to Allah. Those questions and, and that mindful breath becomes tools for that kind of discernment. And we are able to then redirect our focus towards pursuits that are really meaningful to us. And we are alleviating unnecessary attacks. Channeling our energy into endeavors that contribute to this richer, fulfilling, purposeful life, inshallah. Inshallah. I love what you said about
0: taking it to Allah, handing it over to Him. That is uh, uh, really the most empowering thing to hear, to hand it over to Allah. Uh-huh. Sometimes we think we have to carry it and keep holding on to it. And it's so heavy sometimes, isn't it?
1: yeah it really is and it's not our burden to carry it's not our weight to carry it is for Mm. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why we need to be able to to discern these things because we carry a lot of the unnecessary weight and baggage and wear ourselves down when it is for allah to do and when we surrender to him and hand over our limitations and our inabilities to him we actually become more empowered
0: what a beautiful perspective to that. MashaAllah, Allah. May we always be of those who hand over to Allah over and over Amen. again. Ameen. You know, I think for a lot of us, when it comes to how do we look after ourselves, how do we grow, how do we heal, how do we become aware of ourselves, many of us rely on online sources, and that can be a good thing and sometimes not a good thing in the sense that um, we're not working directly with professionals such as yourself to help us through that. Anyway, that's maybe a discussion for another day, but online, there is a lot of talk about. Um, You know, calming bedtime routines, uh, stillness routines. And I suppose every home is different. Uh, We often are at the forefront and very big advocates for our little ones' bedtime routines. No screen time after 7 p.m. No, not too much of liquids after a certain time in the evening. But when it comes to us as moms, as caregivers, as nurturers, Could you perhaps share with us some tips that we could include in having a
1: calming routine for our household? Before I get on to some tips for coming routine, I just want to share that I learned so much online. SubhanAllah, there is such a lot of value to um, mm. to the online space, but again, mm. I think intention is so important and how we choose to consume and the time limits that we give ourselves for consuming the uh, this sort of information online is really important because we really can get lost. But to get to your your question, inshallah, I, I think that Crafting a um, a calming routine for the entire household is akin to creating this beautiful piece of artwork of serenity, right? And I always believe that my morning routine doesn't start in the morning. It begins the night before. I try to set myself up for success from the night before. So whether that is making lunches ahead of time or if it's lunches that I have to make fish in the morning, then getting the lunch boxes out, setting the table ahead of time, getting the kids school uniforms. Now, alhamdulillah, my daughters are a lot more independent so they can do things independently, but wherever I can set them up for success, i will and then creating this morning ritual that embraces mindfulness whether it's through salah or dhikr or grounding exercises like Suraya yaseen or grounding on the earth and grounding on the earth is actually a video that i saw on tiktok subhanallah A lady was sharing how grounding early in the morning, walking bare feet on the grass and getting the first rays on your skin is such a calming exercise and it sets the tone for the rest of your day. And Alhamdulillah, I have been doing this for the past couple of months and I found my sleep patterns better. My day is just, um, my mind is clearer during the day. So simple practices. And when we foster an environment of open communication where each family member has a voice. Maybe it could be through mealtime check in, which is what we do, um, we are creating this healthy routine. So, for an example, what we do at mealtime it's it's usually supper time because that's when we have our our family meal together, everyone gets a turn to check in. And when we check in, we are just saying whatever we are feeling in that moment, and there's no wrong or right answer. So we are allowed to express our frustration, our disappointment, our joy, our gratitude, whatever we are feeling. And we hold a container for these emotions for each other. And beyond that, we get to share things that we are grateful for. And we get to share the best part of our day and what we are doing what my husband and i are trying to do is we are trying to create an opportunity for everyone to share safely in a safe environment without being judged because sometimes from the best part of our day we also get to share what the worst part of our day is and that's important for children to be able to decompress in a safe and healthy space where they have the liberty to share without judgment and the liberty to 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 have the emotions and really be held gently and and safely and creating reward systems i i reinstated this in my family uh in you know at home alhamdulillah i thought that it was only really applicable to younger children (laughs) and as my as my daughter i have um uh, a teenage daughter and a preteen daughter and alhamdulillah uh, a nine-year-old son as well and so we thought okay we've outgrown the reward system but we found a new kind of reward system where we give our children coupons for for different things um, um. Cho- um, making up their beds, feeding the cats, performing Salah on time. They even get more coupons if they perform Salah with me, uh, read Quran with me. My son gets more coupons for um, reading Salah at the Masjid with his father. And then they get to spend those coupons on things that they want in and around the house. They get to swap chores with each other. They get to emancipate themselves from chores with their coupons. So this sort of reward system, because it's tangible and it's in their face and uh, they can actually tally up their coupons. It has become such a joy. So it's something that we are all involved in. And as a result of the cool plans, we had this, uh, these shared activities, and now we can designate and delegate different activities. And it's just become such a joyful thing in the home, instead of a reward chart with stars or smiley faces. This is something they now are uh, bartering with each other. for. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> such a treat. So oh we God. need to be creative with our children. We need to be creative in our homes to see what works because what works for four, seven and nine year old uh, home, you know, with children the, uh, that those ages may not work for A home with older children so we need to be intuitive about the needs of our children and how our children are going to be enthusiastic about participating in activities or in participating in in household chores and uh, during the school holidays we uh, a lot of us don't have our domestic help around, so we are trying to encourage our children to be more uh, mindful about how they keep their spaces, about how they contribute in the home. And for me, this has really worked, Alhamdulillah. I don't know how much longer it will it will it will work for, but for now, this is the way that we are thriving. And we need to be intuitive about how we apply different techniques to uh, creating a, um, a calm routine, a calm household, a harmonious space for our families, inshallah. Insha'Allah. So I just have uh, one question: is when um, you know, when can I
0: be a visitor? And do visitors also uh, get coupons? <laughs> oh,
1: visitors are it's So fun, Mashallah. It oh. is fun. It's such a joy. Um, we have a, a chart in our fridge um, that. Um, so that everyone is clear about how we earn coupons and how we can spend our coupons. Um, so my son will come, he's like, oh, I put myself off to sleep because as a nine-year-old, he still needs somebody to, to put him in bed, to read him stories, to read his um, his azkar with him at night. And um, we're trying to get him to be a little bit more independent now at night. So he gets five coupons just for putting himself to sleep so now he'll go on to uh, uh onto the fridge and he'll look at how many uh coupons he's earned and what he can spend his coupons on and it's it's a treat it's really such a lot of fun alhamdulillah
0: mashallah that that sounds beautiful and Jazakallah khair for sharing so generously so kindly with our with our listeners mashallah that's that's beautiful and i'm sure parents listening in can can let us know what tools they're using and uh, or how they amend this or so, yeah it would be wonderful to hear and to learn from each other shukran shukran um so that gives us some wonderful wonderful tips on how we can incorporate a calming routine Ko johara let's talk about a calm mindset because that's i think what many of us are hoping for uh, you know come this year and how we are uh, you know inshallah working towards making whatever changes individually collectively as a family uh, so if we could ask you perhaps when it comes to a mindset that is calm what do you find is most effective
1: for having this type of mindset it's Really, so important when we embark on a new year to embark on it with a clean and calm mindset, and that really um, involves deliberate commitment to decluttering, both mentally and physically. And I'd like to share another personal story. When I just got married, my mother-in-law is my mother-in-law was a working woman, and my mom is a stay-at-home. Uh, mom. Um, And so growing up, we didn't have these times for spring cleaning because it was just something that we'd do continuously and perpetually. And when I got married, my mother in law would use the December holidays and the July holidays to do massive spring cleaning. And now as a mom of children, I see the value in it because I'm beginning to understand that your physical clutter, represents your mental clutter as well so when we clear out our physical spaces we are making room for new energies we are making room for new thoughts we are making room for for new things so to begin we need to we need to commit to mentally and physically decluttering. And we start by setting achievable goals. We focus not on the enormity of tasks, but on personal growth and on fulfillment. And we integrate activities that really evoke joy and relaxation, whether it's immersing ourselves in a good book or connecting with nature or creative expression we need to find ways that we can calm our mind, clear up our mental space because a clean and a calm mindset is the canvas upon which colors of the years is experienced uh, the colors um, uh, in our years is painted so when we do this with an intentional stroke we are contributing to this masterpiece of our calm mindset and fresh clean mindset inshallah
0: inshallah i mean i mean fresh clean mindset i love that alhamdulillah um you know the majority of our listeners are muslim or people that are coming closer to uh, becoming muslim alhamdulillah do you know are there any islamic tools that you find helpful when we're setting out to achieve this calming balance in our lives?
1: I believe that our Dean is a tool for mindfulness, a tool for balance. Uh, Our entire Dean encompasses everything that we need to establish uh, healthy habits and healthy routines. For example, um, the rhythm, of our salah. Hmm. The five times that our salah is placed throughout the day is a tool for balance. The the times that we carve out for us to recite Qur'an, to reflect on that Quran, to practice on what we've what we've read in the Quran. And we've spoken about Qur'an journaling in the past. That yeah is in itself a tool for achieving calming balance. When we seek refuge in in Allah, in his remembrance, when we seek uh, closeness to Allah in his remembrance, that is a wellspring of tranquility, right? Mm. Patience, sabr, becomes not just a virtue, but a guiding force during our challenges. And our prayer, They emerge as these pillars of our strength. So for me, I feel like if we have to look at particular tools, our lives are very nuanced. We'll gravitate towards certain things during certain seasons of our lives. Mm -hmm. And we need to be very instinctive about what our mind, our heart, our bodies, and our souls need in this moment, in this time, and we need to pursue it. So, for instance, sometimes it is easier for me to perform salah. Many and many raka of salah. and other times, It is easier and it is more impactful for me to establish that calming balance through afkar and sometimes i want something deeper and something more and i want allah to talk to me so i open up my quran so we need to turn to whatever feels right in that moment without abandoning the furred actions so why While still maintaining the firaid, we need to find ways that we can connect with Allah in a meaningful way, in a way where we understand Him better and understand ourselves better. That's how we achieve this calming balance, is in understanding ourselves. Recently, I learned about cycle thinking. And that is understanding that our menstrual cycle impacts our mood, impacts our energy level, and obviously our ibadah. So Mm. by understanding ourselves, we know how to connect with Allah during those different phases in the month. We know how to engage with our children during those different phases Uh, of the month. And how to exercise during those different phases, how to eat. So when we know ourselves and our body's requirements, we know how we can engage with Allah in a meaningful way, in a way that we get more benefit because Allah doesn't need us to connect with Him. We need to connect with Allah to achieve balance, to achieve calm, inshaAllah. I
0: hope that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, Jazakallah khay. I think that was so precious on many levels. But one is that so many of us think we, we limit ourselves, we restrict ourselves. We forget that the door to Jannah, it's, there's so many means. And likewise, that closeness to Allah, like you said, we have different seasons in life. And just recognizing that right now, I just need lots of salawat. Right now, it's just my Monday and Thursday fast, and that keeps me going. And whatever it is, just keep connecting back to Allah. Don't let go of that connection. That's that is beautiful. Just yes. um, like you know, you're, you're sharing with us so much from your heart, and I'm so grateful for that. But I'm going to ask you for one more heart sharing, and that is uh, you mentioned you know, you have three of your own precious blessings at home. May Allah bless and protect and mm-hmm. love them always. Ameen. And they protonate to the So, Ameen. as a mom, heart to heart, Ameen. you know, many moms at this time of the year. Kids are not all at school as yet, uh, schools are still going to open, maybe it's covering textbooks and sorting out uniforms and last minute enrollments and there's so much going on and many mums listening to this as they're doing car rounds and taxi rounds and many mums will only listen to the program much later in the month once their kids are settled down. I'm wondering what, what, what you want to say to mums listening in from your heart to theirs, what would
1: you like to share with them coach? from the bottom of my heart to every single mother, you are incredible. And you're navigating this intricate tapestry of family life. And my advice is a gentle reminder to prioritize your self-care without reservation. And as we've spoken about before, self-care isn't selfish. It is a way of connecting with yourself so that you can serve better. Because when you do this, you are recognizing that your well-being is the heartbeat of your home. And you can embrace support support from your family don't hesitate to delegate responsibilities because asking for help isn't a sign of weakness but it's a testament of your strength so cultivate moments of joy both in solitude and shared with your loved ones when we understand that a mother's emotional well-being radiates throughout our family we we get to remember and give ourselves grace that when we invest in ourselves, whether it's emotionally, um, spiritually, physically, it's a profound investment in the harmony and the happiness of our entire home. And sometimes that investment is just time out. Subhanallah. So give yourself grace, inshallah, and prioritize yourself so that you have an overflowing cup to pour from. Insha'Allah, Ameen. Amin. Wonderful. Now,
0: I wonder how 2024 is looking for you and your line of work. Uh, Let us know, please. Are you uh, continuing with any projects Uh, um, at uh, Jewels of the Mind Academy? And how can people be in touch with your academy and benefit from your services directly on a private basis?
1: Alhamdulillah, 2023 saw me launching my Jewels of the Mind Academy, which is um, an online academy centered around emotional fitness. using um, holistic embodied tools from a psycho-spiritual lens. And um, the academy is growing, and that's where I'm finding a lot of joy um, and um, a lot of fulfillment spending my time in. Uh, so the academy is definitely a place that I would encourage people um, to, be, uh, to sign up for the academy, where you can learn uh, a vast array of um, emotional fitness tools tools, emotional welding tools, nervous system regulation tools, all from all with an Islamic baseline, right? Because as Muslims, we want to do things that are aligned with our spiritual and our akhirah goals. So that's the idea of the Academy, inshallah. And it's it's such a joy and such a pleasure for me to serve on that platform. And um, if you'd like to do one-on-one sessions with me, uh, all of the information for both the Academy and my one-on-one sessions are on my website, which is jauharahassam.co.ca. Day. There's a bookings page for one-on-one coaching with me. There's uh, an academy page to join the academy, and there's blog posts, um, the the links to all of the podcasts that I've done, all of the radio shows that I've been on, including this one. Inshallah, will be up on there very really soon. So yes, that is the the hub that you can um, you can contact me on. Inshallah. Fantastic, mashallah. So, the spelling listeners of that is j
0: o h a r a h a s s e m dot co dot z e. If by any chance you missed out any of the details, you'd like to get in touch with Johara, but you missed the details, play back on the podcast or contact us at the Women's Desk of Radio Islam and ask to be put in touch with our producer, Mumtaz. This program uh, aired in, uh, originally will air, inshallah, on the 9th of January, so you can always quote that as your reference, the 9th of January, and Mumtaz, and you'd be able to then get access to the details that our guests have shared with us. So, Johara, this is amazing, beautiful work you're doing. You've shared with us so much, and we're grateful for your personal interaction, for sharing so much from your heart, and at such a busy time of the year, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your Studies your exams easy and successful for you and your mm-hmm. children. May Allah subhanahu mm-hmm. wa taala grow the academy jewels of the mind from strength to strength. May you continue mm-hmm. to be a gem in the mm-hmm. and we are looking forward to connecting with you in 2024 further and benefiting from Inshallah. your. To gen- zaki and um, may this year of 2024 bring plenty of calm and stillness and peace for you and your loved ones as well, inshallah.
1: Ameen. And everything that you've asked for me, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you better and open up your pathways to barakah, ease, afia, always wrapped in His grace and His
0: love. Ameen, ya mujibas sailin, tazakillahu khayran, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Coach Johara. Wa assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. On the program today, we were speaking to Coach Johara Hassam, a trauma-informed nervous system integrative coach. She is the founder of Jewels of the Mind Academy, and she is a relationship coach who works in mindset and emotional well-being. Wow, some amazing gems. You can play back on the interview, on the program, on the podcast, and learn more about her line of work, and find out how you can have a calmer start to this new school and work year. That brings us to the close of this week's edition of the program. I look forward to joining you again next week at the same time. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.